Off-season report cards continue with Mikhail Granlund, how he has become one of the most important players in the Predators roster, and is he going to continue to be a cornerstone moving forward as the Predators start to transition towards a younger lineup? Will he still have that sort of mentorship role going forward? It's interesting to see how the Preds are going to use him, plus lots of other NHL playoff action, some good some bad. We'll get to all of it today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Well, I don't <laughs> think we have a very good Western Conference Finals <laughs> action uh, that we thought we were going to have. Yeah. How surprised are you by this? I mean, on the paper, I really shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You know, I mean, Colorado is just so good, and Edmonton's goaltending has been so inconsistent. Uh, yeah, it is like riding a roller coaster that is on fire. Um, so yeah. from that end, it really shouldn't be a surprise. But, you know, given how the Oilers have played this, you know, this playoffs – you know, mm -hmm. I, I thought maybe we would see them, you know, kind of out-muscle the Avs in a way, like outscore them. Uh, right. Kind of impose their scoring will on them. Maybe, you know, steal a game here or there and kind of make this a series. But, yeah, I mean, Oof. Colorado just looks above <laughs> and beyond, you know, anything we've seen them at this playoff series. Um, better than the Nashville yeah. series. And we all saw how that turned out oh. for Nashville. Yeah. They just keep – Colorado just keeps getting better. The more they play, the better they are. And I'm with you. I thought, okay, the Oilers are going to make this a series because they're going to just produce so much offense. And Colorado's going to have to work to keep up with that. I just feel like the abs have not even had to break a sweat this series. And it is surprising. You know, I, I thought we were going to see, I thought, okay, these conference finals are going to be really, really interesting. These are going to be, you know, take it to game seven kind of finals. And here we are, the abs are up three, nothing. And there's a little piece of me that would feel better about Nashville. If the Oilers also got swept. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm petty. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Um, but yeah. it's interesting because, you know, Pavel Francouz is stepping in in the backup role to Darcy mm -hmm. Kemper and is yeah. absolutely killing it. I thought a lot of people maybe thought, well, there's kind of there's an in like there's an in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but he's done extremely well. The defense in front of, you know, whoever the goaltender has been for Colorado has been superb. Um, you know, yep. Edmonton is, you know. Looked a little bit out of sorts. You know, they've had a couple spurts mm -hmm. here and there, but, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl aren't having that consistent sort of pressure that, you know, they had in the first two rounds where they just always seem to be buzzing. Um, you know, losing Evander Kane for this next game is going to be monstrous. Yeah. For 
Um, yeah. Oh, that's going to hurt the Oilers, which is funny because I don't know that anybody going into the playoffs felt like a key to the Oilers success was going to be the offense produced by Evander Kane. You know, you would think McDavid dry sidle, but Kane has 17 points in the postseason. I mean, he has, you know, he has 13 goals. I mean, he's really been doing a lot of the heavy lifting and now he's out after a hit that, oh my goodness, hockey Twitter, simmer down. Simmer down yeah. hockey Twitter, but you know, um, he had a hit on Nazem Kadri, who has a broken thumb, is gonna miss the rest of this series, and of course the brouhaha online began. But um, yeah, that was you know, one game suspension for Kane, five game misconduct, or uh yeah, no, he had a major, he did not get a misconduct in the game, yeah. but did have a hearing and got a suspension. So yeah, lots of drama. What what do you think about the discourse surrounding all of that? Because here, here's the thing. Yeah. It looked mm -hmm. like just a play you would see in the regular season that would get punished, to be fair. Right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that would, yeah, that, that would definitely result in probably a one, maybe two game suspension if right. this was in the regular season. So from that end, absolutely fair. Um, yep. the, the sort of, the ban Evander Kane for the rest of the playoffs takes that have come out. Um, ESPN, or not ESPN, USA Today with their second hot takey piece with a play involving Nazem Kadri um, saying mm. it's disgusting and it should be, you know, Evander Kane should not play another minute more of the postseason. And from that end, yeah. it's like... Uh, Let's let's back up a little bit, you know. Yes. Yeah. And look, I'm not a huge off ice Evander Kane fan. I think there's a lot there. But when you're talking about on ice thing, the part that has exhausted me from this Kadri Kane hit and the ensuing drama is this narrative that, well, Kadri is a dirty player, so he deserves it. Like this is hockey Kadri. Yeah. And I'm like, Come on, y'all. Like, Tim you know, Peel the St. Louis fan. Oh, why? Why? Ban that man. Ban the yeah. man. Why like, is that we man? We didn't want to hear him on the hot anything. mic. <laughs> yes. Like, we don't want to hear his tweets. But no. that whole, you know, and some of the St. Louis Blues fans are like, hey, the, you know, he deserves it for his hit on Bennington. And like, y'all, it's hockey. At all. It wasn't at all. And I think stop with this. We're going to hit dirty players harder. Just play hockey. Just play hockey. Stop with all this eighth grade girl narrative drama stuff and and stop with the he's a dirty player. He deserves what he gets. No, you know, a penalty is a penalty. I don't care if you're, you know, hitting Jesus on skates or if you're hitting Evander Kane on skates. A penalty is a penalty. Yeah. So I hate that narrative that I saw about, well, you know what? Kadri had it coming. He's getting, you know, he's just gotten what he deserves. Just stop that and play hockey. You are grown-ups. Be grown-ups. Yeah. That part is exhausting to me. Yeah, for sure. And just the other stuff Nazem Kadri has had to face this postseason as well. Oh, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that is. But yeah, uh, it, it sucks for Colorado losing Kadri because he has been a big Huge. part of this postseason as well. Um, you know, they they did find the rest of the game without him, but you know that's that is a concern. 
regardless of whether you play the Rangers or Tampa Bay, when you lose some of that depth. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that is gonna true. Be Speaking of the other series. Uh, yeah. Tampa's back in. What's it. going on? Yeah. Yeah. And in dramatic fashion, you know, I, I would, I'll full disclosure. I was kind of thrown that the Rangers were up to nothing. I really felt like Tampa Bay was going to dominate this series. They have not. Rangers went up to nothing in game three, the lightning came back and then scored the game winning goal with like 41 seconds left, which I'm like here for, I'm here for the, you know, building up of the drama in that sense. Uh, but I really felt like the lightning would be better at handling the Rangers. So hopefully this will light a fire under the lightning and we'll get more of a series in the East, but I don't know. I mean, the Rangers are surprising to me. I I think they came in as one of the more underrated, good teams Mm -hmm. in this postseason. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people were writing him off and just saying, Oh, they have nothing behind, you know, Igor Shesterkin. He's the reason they're as good as they are. Um, Yeah. You look and it's, you know, that, kind of looked that way for the first round for a little bit. And then, you know, the the offense woke up. Uh, Mike is Zibanejad, if not for Shesterkin, if the Rangers oh. win, he's, a, he's the con Smythe probably right now. Um, and mm-hmm. then their depth, you know, the the kid line, you know, Lafreniere, Kako, and, uh, you know, Philip Hedl are all sort of woke up and are kind of having the playoffs of their lives right now. And the Rangers kind of, yes. you know, it has that sort of, you know, the perfect storm vibe that, you know, mm-hmm. team like, you know, the Blues back in 2019 had, you know, oh, to, yes. to an extent 100%. back in 2017, um, you know, go back and like the Bruins and Kings, some of their Stanley Cup runs where, yeah, you know, they just sort of everything started clicking at once. Everybody got hot at the right time. And all of a sudden, boom, yes. you know, you're a cup contender. That's kind of the vibe yep. for the Rangers. Um, I do think they oh. may be looking at the end of the series, looking back at that 2 nothing lead and saying, here's where the series turned against us because yes. now that Tampa's back in it, Tampa is back in it. Yes, this is a team you do not want to get rolling down the hill because they will build up momentum and they'll be pissed while they do it. So this is going to be, I think this is going to be a great series. I would not be surprised to see the Oilers out of it in four games. I, you know, I think the Lightning and Rangers could go seven. But, you know, we'll see. If you're the Colorado Avalanche, who would you rather play? If I was the Colorado Avalanche right now, I'd be like, bring on both teams from the East, put them on the ice at the same damn time. And I would, I really feel like nobody can beat Colorado. Um, I would like to see the lightning in Colorado because I think that would be maybe a more uh, dynamic series. So that's still what I'm pulling for. I'm still pulling for the lightning and the abs in the finals. I just don't think anybody is as ready to lift the Stanley cup as the Colorado avalanche are. Yeah. Uh, if the lightning get there though, that is going to be a fun as hell. Yes. Watch. And that's, yes. that's what I literally think can go either way. Like that is, that is a yeah. pure toss up. Um, it would be fun as hell to see the lightning get there and lose just so Corey Perry <laughs> Has oh. his third losing uh, finals appearance with his third different team. 
Uh, yeah. That if that was... does not make you root for the abs, nothing will. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would just be a funny as hell thing. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. We still have Preds talk to get to. Mm-hmm. That includes our Mikhail Granlund report card, yes. who is now a world champion. So I love it. Him. We'll talk about his Preds season, where we see him uh, fitting in with this team moving forward. But first, wanted to mention today's show brought to you by Athletic Greens and their project, Product. AG1. Uh, it's AG1 is a product I've used pretty much every day, mainly because they sent me a free little tin of it. Um, I was very skeptical of it at first. I've said this a lot. Wasn't a huge fan of green powder. Started taking it, you know, every day just for giggles, just to, you know, promote the brand a little bit better. Uh, and I was surprised, number one, how good it tastes. You know, this isn't mm. just some like green grass flavored nonsense. It tastes great. I enjoy drinking it every day. And then I noticed the health benefits. I started feeling a little bit lighter, more mental focus throughout the day. Uh, I wasn't craving that two o'clock nap like I uh, always do while working from home. I had focus throughout the day and it's a lot of it's due to ag1 so what is the stuff with one delicious scoop you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health nervous system immune system energy recovery focus aging pretty much everything the best part is it costs less than three dollars a day which is cheaper than your little coffee habit you guys probably have and it's cheaper than getting all of the different supplements yourself so instead you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com nhl network again that is athleticgreens.com nhl network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance well it is Preds report card season. We mm-hmm. have uh, done this with a number of Preds big name players so far. We've done some on Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg, and Matt Duchesne. So if you want to go back and watch some of our previous episodes and get caught up, you can do that. Just find us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So go back and listen to what we had to say about those guys. Today, it is Mikhail Granlin. Number 64 in your programs, probably number two or three in your hearts. But, you know, we still love Mikhail Granlin. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, interesting season for Granlin, Anne. Yeah, this was a really good season for Granlin. And as good as it was, it wasn't his best, which just is incredible to think about. Mikhail Granlund probably didn't wasn't the name on the tip of everybody's tongue as you look back on this Predator season. But if you look closely, he's probably more of a key to the Predator's success that they had this season than a lot of other players. He was on a line with Forsberg and Duchesne. We all know what their season looked like. You know, both of them became 40 goal scorers. Both of them were competing for the franchise record in goals. 
And Mikhail Granlin, huge part of that. He had 53 assists this season, um, and that was his career high in assists, uh, 64 points, which was actually not his career high in points. He had 69 in 16 and 17 with Minnesota. But, you know, a very solid year from Mikhail Granlin. And, you know, he's one of those players where I think what he is best at doesn't always show up on the stat sheet, but... I think you can see his impact when you look at the players that he plays with as well. I feel like Mikhail Granlund has kind of become your prototypical second line player, like exactly what you want to be out of your second line player. It's probably a concern that he's on the first line. Um, <laughs> but if there is, but there's if, that. Yeah. But if the predators were to like reshuffle, he is like the depth guy. Like he mm-hmm. is the guy that, and I'm, I'm trying to find like a good comparison. Um, and, and he's not the same style as this player, but I think of like what Patrice Bergeron is to Brad Marchand, mm-hmm. David Pasternak, kind of that yes. support guy, but isn't going to like, you know, be the number one center racking up like a hundred points every year. Um, he He's that guy. And I think he does where he excels is a little bit of stuff off the score sheet like Mm -hmm. he you see him you know making a lot of high iq plays even without the puck yes positioning is through the roof um you know he uses his body to kind of you know open plays he's a really good puck handler just really good hockey iq um and that's something that doesn't always show up on the score sheet um, because, you know, mm-hmm. he may not be one of the last two guys to touch the puck before whoever scores it goes in. But, you know, he's always there, you know, kind of engaging the play. Yes, I agree with that. And I think the value that he brings to the team is evidenced by the fact that when some of the players were kind of struggling a little bit, Granlin is one that that Coach Hines kind of shuffles in with some people to see if he can kind of get a spark going. You know, the second line has been a real challenge for the Predators all season long. And, you know, Granlin in there, I, I wonder as we look ahead how much somebody like Granlin could impact a, a young player like Tomasino. You know, we didn't see a ton of it this season, but I really wonder if with his hockey IQ, with how quickly he reads the ice and kind of you see some of that blooming in Tomasino, whether Granlin is going to kind of unlock some things for yet another player like Tomasino down the line, like I think he did for Forsberg and Duchesne. Yeah, and that's going to kind of be interesting the next couple of years. And we're going to talk about, you know, where we see Granlin maybe next year and beyond that. Um, mm-hmm. Granlin's a guy, you know, a lot of people had their eyes on him before this year because he's kind of bet on himself, not once, but twice. Um, remember, he took that one-year deal in Nashville when a lot of people thought he, were, he was gone um, and yes. had, you know, a so-so year last year. I mean, he was arguably one of the best forwards on the Predators roster, even though his stats might not have shown it, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, wound up hitting free agency again. There was, you know, there, there was a couple of reports up to the hour in which he signed um, that said he probably wasn't coming back, that he was going to sign somewhere else. And then lo and behold, he comes back on a, on a four year deal and winds up having his best season in years. Um, a career mm-hmm. high in assists, as you mentioned earlier. Um, 
so from that end, yeah, it, it's it's kind of refreshing to see the season Granlin had, given that I do think he was a little bit overlooked by some of the Preds faithful the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I think he was one that they felt like they could kind of do okay without. And hopefully the way he played this season and sort of the role that he played for the team this season. And, you know, there were ups and downs for this, you know, Nashville team, but a lot of the ups he was involved in. And so, you know, he's here four years, he signed a $20 million contract, and I think he's worth every penny. Now, I know a lot of people go back to the whole Grandland Fiala trade and yeah. all of that stuff. And you talked about that on one of our previous episodes too, but I really feel like Mikhail Greenland is such a high value. Um, would love to see him. That's reckless. Yeah. Would love to see him score some more goals himself, but what he facilitates is so valuable. Yeah. Let's talk about that because only 11 goals for him uh, this season. That is the lowest of his career since 2015 uh, when he was, you know, kind of still finding his footing with the Minnesota wild. Um, you know, is that a concern to you Anne? Uh that maybe the, the pucks that he's shooting aren't really going in the net, um, you know, or do you think the predators are content with him just sort of being, you know, the, the playmaker setup guy. He definitely has value as the playmaker setup guy, but I think you do want a little bit more direct offensive production from Mikhail Granlund. And, you know, maybe that can come on the power play a little bit more, but, you know, again, when you're playing with Forsberg and Duchesne and Forsberg and Duchesne were hot, consistently through the season, it's a little bit hard to demand that Mikhail Granlin do more and take away opportunity from them. So I understand that, but I do think it's something to think about. Like, you know, granny, you know, we want to have more than 11 goals from you this season. So to me, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. This is somebody that, you know, not only is a great facilitator, but you know, let's, let's score yourself, be a little greedy. Yeah, and he he's proven he can do it. I mean, he has 26 mm -hmm. goals in a season before, so it's not like you know this is sort of the player he is. We know there's a little bit more in there. Um, you know, to be fair, you know, part of it may also be due to his changing style. Um, you know, yeah. we, we've mentioned that a lot with John Hines as head coach, how Granlin's game has kind of evolved into you know sort of that dynamic top end playmaker into more of a you know kind of two way support guy. Although you know, fifty four assists this year certainly looks really really good on him um, as yes. a playmaker. But you know, it, it, he's not you know the same type of player. He maybe if he if he comes back and you know scores a little bit more you know some of the shots going at his his shooting percentage wasn't that great this year only 9.4 no. percent in uh considering he shot 17 percent last year um mm -hmm. so obviously there's more there i just don't know if that's going to be a consistent that we see yeah and i think a lot is going to go into what they do with a second line and how they then use granland in whatever second line they formulate next season they're going to have to address that kind of 
empty space in the Predators lineup. So we'll see kind of what they do with Granlin. We're also going to talk a little bit about some of his better, best plays of the season coming up in just a second. But first, of course, want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, which has been really fun watching, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So let's talk about Mikhail Granlund next season. Um, oh, obviously, yes. the line mates on that second line. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So so who so yeah. who's there next year? Do you we've talked about maybe Phil Tomasino kind of mm-hmm. stepping up and being um you know maybe the guy to watch next year? Do you still see that? I would love to see that. And I would love to see whether it is Ryan Johansson or Mikhail Granlin. I think if you consistently put Phil Tomasino with one of them, um, and I would I would lean towards Granlin just because sort of they seem to see the ice very similar and kind of at the same speed. I would love to see what that could unlock for Tomasino's game because I think that's part of the gifting of Mikhail Granlin. They are going to have to do something else. Look. I just don't get the Cunning thing. I don't know what is going to happen there with the second line. They, you know, they need to kind of, they need to do something. And I don't know if they feel like, you know, he just had a bad year. I don't know. But I do think whatever they do, Granlin is going to be a valuable part of kind of bringing to life some things now. And again, I look at is Granlin's season next season going to look different if Philip Forsberg isn't here? We talked about that with Matt Duchesne. That's the X. Is it going to look different? Yeah. I mean, there are so many players whose season and whose performances are wrapped up in Philip Forsberg and Mikhail Granlin is one of them. So kind of feels like a lot is hanging in the balance until Nashville settles the Forsberg issue. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like that is going to happen anytime soon from, uh, from what we, we just hear. keep waiting. Yeah. <laughs> we just keep waiting. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to wait a little bit longer. Um, yeah, yeah. That it's, I, I agree with Tomasino. I think they see the same nice, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the same way. And I wouldn't mind seeing Ellie Tolvin and, Sort of with them. Just yes. Those two have had a lot of chemistry, although Ellie Tolvanen, mm-hmm. what happens to him? That's sort of another question that winds up, um, you know, coming into. That's a whole podcast right well, there. Like it is a whole other podcast because we do have more player grades coming up and, you know, both Cunning mm. and Tolvanen are going to be discussed. Um, so yes. looking back, Anne, who is your mm-hmm. player grade? Or what is your player grade for this yeah. entire season? What are you giving to Mikhail Granlund? Mikhail Granlund, I think, is underrated. He is the kid that sits like 
two thirds of the way back in class and doesn't say anything. And everybody thinks he's a C student. And then they find out he's like salutatorian when they all graduate. That's Mikhail Granlin. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and give him a B plus. And the only reason I'm not giving him an A is goal goal production like 11 goals like i know i know we can do better and again some of that is situational if he is back with forsberg and duchene you know he may not go back to being a 20 goal scorer but it would be really nice to see him kind of produce more offensively so i'm going b plus but it's a b plus with like a smiley face so a B He's plus, a B plus. golden star off to the side. A golden star, yes. What about you? How do you how do you feel like his season went? Where where do you grade him? Well, I feel like, you know, in a lot of ways, he sort of was one of the Preds' most important players. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. he set a career best in assists this year. Uh, it would have, yes. I believe, tied Paul Correa's record. Um, might have to double check on that for assist in the season. Obviously, it doesn't matter now because Yossi shattered it. Um, yes. All things considered, I would give Granlund an A minus, not an A plus. Okay. I think right on that uh -huh. fringe of low A, high B, so a solid A minus. You know, I think he's yeah. done a lot. You know, he was an important player on the Preds penalty kill, which, you know, for a while was very Huge. much improved. Um, yes. You know, I think he was one of the Preds' more reliable defensive forwards. He's a guy that you could put out there in any situation. Um, I agree. The only reason he's not A plus is because I would have liked mm -hmm. to see him score more goals. That's obviously something we talked about a few minutes ago. Um, mm -hmm. That was that's kind of my only qualm about him this year. Yeah, and you know, looking ahead. There's, you know, just thinking through what would next season look like. I would love to see Granlund with, in an ideal world, Tolvanen and Tomasino. And, there, you know, we had glimpses of that. But I feel like he really is that mentor leader on ice for some of these players. And, you know, I think John Hines feels the same way, that he's kind of a, a spark guy. He's a good on-ice leader. So if he consistently could play with some younger players like that, I really feel like he could do some amazing things. But again, you know, do you take him away from Forsberg and Duchesne if Forsberg is back? Who knows? Who even knows? Yeah, or is Ryan <laughs> Johansson, you know, kind of that guy? Because Ryan Johansson had some pretty good yes. success with with those uh, with those two as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah, might be might be an interesting off season, uh, depending. On oh, what yes. There. Yeah. Could we just settle uh, it now, people? <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, that is still a thing moving forward. And of course, whenever Forsberg mm -hmm. news does pop up, we will have it for you on the yeah. Lockdown Predators podcast. Any rumors, reports, any rumblings whatsoever, we will be here to talk about it, process it, and help you break it down. Uh, but we yep. still have more report cards to get to before then. We got Ryan Johansson coming up. We also got mm -hmm. Matias Ekholm. Uh, and we'll do a deep dive on the goalies. UC Saros, David Riddick, and Connor yes. Ingram. That's coming up as well. Uh, and then some of the other ones. We will kind of grade as a group. Conan uh, Tolvanen, mm -hmm. you know, we'll grade the herd line all together. Um, Colton Sissons just got a few points in the 
Selkie Trophy nomination. So yeah, there's uh there's something to discuss moving forward. So be sure you're tuning in all summer to the Locked On Predators podcast, and of course we'll chat about anything related to the NHL playoffs as well. Until then, Anne, where can the people find your work online? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com, and you can find me on Twitter at ank underscore mama on ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore nsmorgan. Also, be sure to follow the show at lo underscore predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know what you would grade Mikhail Granlin. What grade would you give him this season? Yeah. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with more Pred Stock.